Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway. I'm John. I'm Kate. I'm Finch. Hi, Finch. Hi. <laughs> Once again, our co-host Besha. Uh, my sorry. Once again, my usual co-host Besha is not around for this episode, but it's all right because we've got Kate back. Because Kate is awesome. I'm all right. I think you're pretty awesome. You're pretty great. Yes, and uh, we also have our guest Finch Linden Hi. in today. Uh, Finch, why don't you tell the audience about yourself and what you do? I am a photographer and a model and an internet personality. Yes. <laughs> it is true. Damn right. <laughs> and I like plants. Yes. Yeah, actually, you and Kate both uh, are sufferers of the plant madness. Finch is so much better at plants than I am, though. I don't know. You do pretty good. Yeah, you're. You're. I, I feel like if I had a question about what is this plant or who, like, how do I take care of this plant, I, I would go to either of you. I actually have been having the problem recently of people asking me questions, and I give them way, way too much information. <laughs> it's, it's an overwhelming amount of having too much knowledge about something. It's like, well, what's your soil like? And what kind of sunlight does it get during the day? Like, how many hours? And do you know what your drainage is? And uh, have you used compost? And it's probably all compacted. And maybe you should not plant that plant there. Just don't do that. <laughs> it's terrible. I kind of ruin it for people. I... I have to dial it back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you should maybe just like get in touch with a school or something and find out if you already have enough information in your head to qualify for a botany degree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting this out there. An honorary degree for you. Um, yeah. Dr. It's, Linden. It's just a, just, a, just a thought I had. Just an idea in, in my head. Of which I have several. Which, if, uh, if you are new to the show, uh, is the whole point of the show. I, I have too many ideas. I've been writing them down for decades. Well, no. I'm sorry. Not decades. Over a, about a decade. Maybe a about, decade. Yeah, maybe I've been writing down for a decade. But I have hundreds, literally hundreds of ideas that uh, I just need to get rid of. So that's what we're doing in this podcast. We are just letting, in this case, Finch just sort of wander through uh, my Your vaults. Brain, of, really? Yes, Your my, brain vault. my brain vaults. What and did they call it in Sherlock? Mind well, my, palace. My, my mind palace. palace. In, in this case, it's sort of like the 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 dusty attic it's of like my your mind, mind palace. dumpster. Yeah, it's my mind dumpster. Yes, um, and uh, just just seeing what uh, what's in there for uh, for us to talk about. Do 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 do. Do you have something that you have lit upon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's, it's in the party category, mm. and it's called tattoo party. Oh right, okay, tattoo party. Uh, is as follows. Uh, you get everybody that you know. It's basically just like a regular party, right? You're throwing a party, but there also happen to be a bunch of those um, Crayola washable markers. And you make sure that everybody's wearing either short sleeves or something, right? Like where there's where there's skin. And you just everybody has markers and everybody just gives each other tattoos. And you take plenty of pictures and... You know, everybody gets to show off their their amazing ink. And the great thing about them is those markers are so washable. <laughs> if you don't like one, or you just want to, you decide you want a whole new sleeve, 
you can just go wash off and come back and people can, can do you up again. I'm a little disappointed. I thought we were going to get real tattoos. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a tattoo party. I mean, as tattooed to... ladies. Yeah. It's true, yes. You both have... I hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You both have excellent tattoos. Um, but... Mine are okay. Fitches oh. are way I better. Think, I think ours are about the same because they're by the same person. It's true. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to see her tomorrow. Oh, yay. Yep. What is I the name of your... Ex- Actually, could you, would you both describe your tattoos and give us the name of the person who did them? Well, the woman who tattoos us both very frequently, her name is Cecilia, and she works at Seven Sun Tattoo Shop in San Francisco. And my tattoos are pretty much all plant garden-based kind of stuff, I guess. There's lots of flowers and little creatures and some birds and insects and moths and butterflies. Yeah. They are, they're all garden-related. Yeah, basically, I am turning myself into a giant floral arrangement. <laughs> yeah. It works for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, my tattoos are basically the same. I've got some dandelion and desert thistle, some blackberry, and some uh, coast live oak that I'm getting colored tomorrow. I, I had it in my head for some reason that one of you was doing only California native plants. Oh, my thighs are both... California, well, West Coast, West Coast stuff, and I squeaked one thing in there by accident that is not native to to North America. Is it invasive? It is. Fitch. I didn't know at the time, <laughs> but it's it's so it's so uh, prevalent is the word mm. in San Francisco that it feels appropriate to have it. Hell yes. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. It's, it's your tattoo. It's they your can, rules. They can figure it out themselves. Hell yes. They want to. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, so that's that's the tattoo party. Uh, it feels like something that would be easy to do. I've just I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you want to get more hardcore about it, you can use sharpies. Yes. But those they do wipe off with uh, rubbing alcohol pretty well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like just the smell, I think, would be yeah. off-putting. Um, that's part of the party. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's getting a little high from shots. Yeah. Just a little high. Well, the thing is, with those Crayola markers, you know, like you can, you get multiple colors that way. You can get the ones that smell like stuff. That's also mm, that's strawberry true. scented. Mm, yeah, them. yeah. Skull on my arm. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So I mean, it, it feels yeah. It feels like it would be something that would be easy to do. I just I've never done it. I uh, I might still. You know what? I mean, and this this idea, this idea could be for anybody. It, it would maybe go well with a non-wedding friend reception. Ah, yes. Uh, the, that's another idea in the party category, which is basically just that it seems sort of unfair that um, wedding receptions are sort of like the only... Or, like, or weddings in general, right? Are the only time that you get to invite everybody that you know and have just a giant party. Like, there should be a way... There should be a way to do that. Uh, where, you know, like maybe once every year or once every five years or ten years or whatever. Like, you can get all of your friends back together for for exactly this purpose. Like sort of a just friend like, reunion. Yeah. 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 Ashley, that's a, that's a much easier way of summing okay, that up okay. than non-wedding friend reception. Now it makes more sense. Yeah, it's a friend reunion. You know, you get get your people together. You get your people together and you have a, a Crayola Market tattoo party. Hell yes. Yeah. All right, so what 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 else... What else is there on the list? Are we sticking to parties? I, I'm still in the party category. Hell yeah. We can move somewhere else. No, no, no. Nope. This one. But I, I like the 
idea of a shitty Star Trek costume contest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a lot of potential right there. Yes. So the, what this is, is um, you get a pile of craft supplies together. Uh, maybe it's the kind of thing where everybody just brings, you know, like whatever they happen to have. And uh, you basically, yeah, you, you have a, a, a shitty Star Trek costume contest. So it's sort of like, all right, in, you know, in like the half an hour, we're going to have like... It's, it's going to be Klingon time. So here's the pile of like craft supplies or whatever, and you know we're gonna we're gonna put on a Klingon parade in half an hour. And whoever, and you just you just get to you just get to see if anybody can cook up a reasonable like a Klingon or a Ferengi out of or, popsicle sticks. Uh, yeah, popsicle sticks and markers and just like whatever you got. Whatever. You, <laughs> right. The the idea being that nobody can spend more than twenty bucks uh, on their costume. So yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like everybody goes to a, a craft store with twenty dollars, and they come out with just some supplies, and we just put them all on the table, and yeah, then we then it's time. It's time for Star Trek costume <laughs> test. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't know what else to say about that one. Uh, it's, it seems like it would be a good. That idea. That was actually a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Excellent. Well, then you know what? Maybe we'll do it sometime. That actually also would go well with the the friend reunion party. I suppose that's true. It would. De- I mean, like not everybody. I guess it depends on on if all of your friends are Trek people. I mean, mine are, of course, but they don't necessarily have to be. I suppose that's true. You just make it up. Mm. It makes it even more what fun. What do you think a Ferengi looks like? We're going to find out. <laughs> that would be a special category. Mm-hmm. I think you could give out a special category of award for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Should what I, else? Should I pick another one? Oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go in. Oh, oh, wrong way. Whoops. I don't want to go. Let's see, let's see. Products. Got, got a lot of products. Products. Soup in a flask. <laughs> Ew. That's, that's, a, that's a thermos. Let's talk about it. It's a thermos. It exists. Okay. We're going to check that one off the list. That's a thermos, John. <laughs> I think what I was thinking of was like a, like a liquor flask. What if it's a, is it a smooth soup? Yes. <laughs> okay. It has to be a smooth soup or a flask that has some kind of detachable top. <laughs> okay, you know what? That is not unreasonable because if you go to Japan, you can get hot corn soup in a can from a vending machine where you would also maybe get in hot coffee. Amazing. Hot corn soup. Hot, hot corn, corn soup. Can. It mean it really just tastes like hot buttered corn. That sounds incredible. Oh, there's one on the list that's my idea. <laughs> you guys talked about it already, didn't it's you? It's true. Oh. <laughs> that's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> but Kate and, uh, Kate and Besha were horrified by it. Deep, deeply horrified. <laughs> it, just to let you all know, it's a Trill Symbian dildo. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't already listened to that episode, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> It's not too late, Finch. You can do whatever you want. I can learn how to do silicone molding. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. There's another tattoo one on here. Where? UV ink tattoos. Oh. Over 471. I think that already exists. Oh, so that that exists? Really? Yeah. Nice. Black light tattoos. Yeah. Oh. Cool. That sounds possibly toxic. How did... I mean, just it's you know, an ink that fluoresces in ultraviolet light, but okay. you know, but is not otherwise visible. 
Mm-hmm. My question would be, how does your tattoo artist see what they're working on? I think that what they would have to do is draw on the, directly on the skin in a conventional, I don't know, whatever whatever tattooists, whatever would count as pencil, mm-hmm. and then and then go over it with the UV ink. Mm. I, I feel like they could only do very simple designs, you know, like like line art, not necessarily the shading that you've got going there, but like it's glyphs a, and symbols. Yeah. Ooh, glyphs and symbols would be cool, like rooms. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. It's in the same category as, like, white ink tattoos, where people will get maybe, like, some lace tattooed on their shoulder, and it's not super visible, so maybe it's more safe. Unless they get a tan. Unless they get a tan. Mm-hmm. Huh. What's a, what's a vertical potato masher? Oh, okay. The, uh, we're, in, we're in product still. Um so this one is a little bit hard to explain in audio form, but you, like the, the general form factor of potato mashers, right, is a is a vertical handle, and then at the end of the handle is the potato masher part where it's like horizontally, it's like perpendicular. The plane of the potato masher is perpendicular to the handle. Yeah, right? it's flat. So you have to like sort of make a sort of like up and down like a stabbing motion. But what if instead uh, you had a handle that was more like the handle of. Um, uh, like like a picture more like a suitcase handle um, that with with longer sides that projects down, uh, and then the um, the potato masher is is as it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's, you have kind of a punching motion, kind of like brass knuckles. Yes, yeah, exactly. Think about <laughs> brass knuckles, but with like a long extension out from them, and then a grill at the end, sort of that you know that that like that runs yeah. The plane of the grill runs perpendicular to the plane of your knuckles when you're... Sorry. The plane of the of the grill of the potato masher, yes, is parallel to the plane of your knuckles when you make a fist. Yeah, yeah. So that you are kind of doing sort of like a punching motion instead of the... Because when you're using the potato masher this way, if, you know, it can get heated from the steam and it can slip out of your hand. Yeah. Whereas, you know, with this, it's sort of impossible yeah. for that to occur. It's also a really good street weapon. <laughs> Because it basically is brass knuckles. I mean, it's true. (laughs) I'm going to mash your face, punk. (laughs) Finch, doesn't that kind of exist for for butter? For cutting butter into flour? Where it's like wires on the end and you hold Mm, the thing and you... I think you're right. I think it does. I I will have to investigate this. Mm. I don't know. Sounds familiar. It's probably too flimsy for mashing potatoes, but... The idea exists. Yeah, you could totally make it though, and it would be really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I guess the only issue really is just that um, it would need to be. It would need to be. It would need to, the handle needs to be far enough away from the masher part so that you're not putting your fist yeah. into the mashed potatoes. Yeah. That'd be pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also then you also there's still heat to contend with because like the steam rising would would basically cook your fist. So you. We either have to have a mitt on or just wait for the potatoes to go cold. Uh, but yeah, but that's that's a thing. I'm, I'm in child rearing now. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> oh, continuous lone wolf and cub testing for infants. Okay. I never. That's a comic book, right? Yes. I didn't read that. So here's the here's the the concept is. Um, it, it actually, I think, is in the first uh, first issue of the book. So, the Lone Wolf and Cub was this epic, is the, is in the true sense of the word, a, a, a Japanese samurai epic where the, the it uh, centers around a guy who was the executioner to the shogun. Right, 
He's so his it's his job to cut dudes' heads off. He gets framed for uh, attempting to you know assassinate somebody or whatever. Like it's not important. He gets framed. He's set up. His family is killed except for his infant son. And so he's on the run, and uh, he realizes, like, I listen, it's like me and my boy, and I don't want to have to put him through this life unnecessarily. So what he does is he puts his son down on the floor, and in front of his son is a sword and a child's, like, a, a toy ball. And he's like, pick one. And the kid is a baby, right? So he's basically like, if you pick the ball... That means that, you know, like, you, you, you want to choose sort of, like, the happier times, and I will send you to be with your mother. Or if you pick the sword, that means you and I are bros oh, for fuck. life, and you, we're, we're going to hang forever. The kid picks the sword. And so, like, lone wolf <laughs> and cub. But it's a baby. But a baby. Yeah, yeah. So, so he basically, he becomes what's known as the baby cart assassin. Because he's got, like, this, he's got this little, it's like a, it's basically, yeah, like a, like a stroller, and, and his kid... Um, and he just wanders the earth, basically like he's he's for hire to anybody who needs somebody killed. Um, but the, like you know, I mean, he doesn't put his kid in danger, right? Yeah. But like that's his whole deal. He's an assassin with a baby, um, and <laughs> it is it's truly one of the like like it's it's an amazing amazing comic. I think I need to read this. So by continuous yeah. testing, do you mean you test him like every couple years? Yeah, yeah, but but not just with the ball and the sword, but you know, like for other things, you know, it's sort of like. Uh, like an apple and an orange or whatever, you know, like just continuous just to see what they choose. And you just write it down, you know, like uh, like cats or dogs or, yeah, uh, I don't know, Spongebob or Star Wars or something, you know, where it's sort of like we just want to see what their preferences are like. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and with, with nothing, no, no consequences as, uh, as deadly as the one mm-hmm. that uh, Ito Ogami uh, would have would have you know, put forth for his kid had he chosen the ball. But okay. that that's that's the idea. Continuous lone wolf and cub style okay. testing. I I didn't think that Cub was gonna choose the sword. I figured he would have go gone for the ball. Uh, you know, I mean he uh, at first anyway. Yeah. But I mean it's a baby. There's there's a lot of talk throughout that comic about how, you know, they chose to walk the road of hell together. And uh, <laughs> I mean because like, there, there's actually a fairly long stretch in the middle where the two of them are separated by accident. Mm. And um, you know, like what the kid, because by then the kid is like two or three, mm-hmm. so he's able to kind of like walk around and, you know, like what, what the kid gets up to and then what the guy gets up to trying to find his kid and when they're like reunited, it's a whole thing. It's fantastic. Okay. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a lot of like, you know, noble samurai wanderer kind of, you know, thing, which I guess technically would be a ronin or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's really good. It's a classic. I think with actual like trying to do this ideal idea in actuality uh with real children they're so unpredictable about what they want and what they like at any given moment in the day (laughs) or their lives ever like i don't i don't think it will tell you Anything about them. Also, I feel like the jail potential for this is high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, we wouldn't make them choose between sword and ball. It would be like ball and stuffed animal. No, you gotta keep it true to the original (laughs) message. You don't necessarily have to have a sharp sword. You know, maybe it's a gun. That's normal in America. (laughs) True, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ball or gun? Do you choose the life of war or the life of a pussy? Ball or lightsaber? Mm. Now there's a tough choice. Indeed. What else? 
Uh, <laughs> hmm. Let's scroll downward a little bit here. Science or fuck you? <laughs> I don't remember what that is, which is unfortunate. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you'll remember. You can come back to it later. Yes, it's possible. <sighs> That's the danger of this. This, movie. Is a John, this is a John classic right here. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, I can't believe you haven't talked about this one already. I, I feel like maybe this is one that we should bring up with all of our female guests, just to take a poll. Yeah, women should be allowed to carry and use swords. That's yes. So the idea that I call this the sword plan, There's which a fantastic blog post that you wrote about this, and it's, I love it. It's true. Yes. Yeah. So on, under this plan, all women are allowed to carry swords. Which basically means any bladed weapon that requires a scabbard. It can't be concealed. And uh, women get... Uh, when you're handed the sword, you also get, like, a card that, that, you know, you have a voucher for, like, 23 hours of sword training. Men are not allowed to carry swords of any kind. And women are allowed one free cut a fool pass per month. Uh, the original version of the plan, the passes did not stack. Like, you couldn't just carry them over month to month. But I think we might as well... Like, stack them, why not? Yeah, we might as well stack them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I felt like it would be the only possible deterrent to street harassment that we could institute at this point. Because if I'm some random fool on the street and I see a pretty lady and and the sword plan has been in effect for a few years, I think that I would think twice about hollering at her just because I don't know if she's spent her pass yeah, for the month. for sure. Maybe I'd better keep my mouth shut. Because, oh, because, by the way, sorry, uh, one crucial point. The cut a fool pass is literally good for any sword wound up to and including fatalities. So, <laughs> the, the, I mean, I, I fully grant in the blog post that we would have a bloodbath for the first few years. The plan is in effect. But I think after that, a better America would emerge. John, my concern would be that men would start carrying guns. And then you could harass women whenever you want at a distance, and they can't get anywhere near you because you have a gun. Uh, well, I mean, at the, well, because, well, men, of course, probably the, sure. However, there would <laughs> there would be no law on the books against women also carrying guns at that point, right? Which only that only just that just relevels the playing field, which I admit is not ideal. Um, I would imagine that in this reality, it is still hard to get uh, the permitting required to carry a gun around. I would imagine in this world that it would be even harder because they want to make the sword plan work better. <laughs> I don't know. That's really hopeful. Uh, yeah. I mean, in this plan, I am king of America. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, nobody gets a concealed carry permit. Yeah. Like, nobody. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm all about this idea. How about... I like this idea a lot. Just, just you know, a reversal. Uh-huh. I feel like it's kind of shitty that the onus is on women to deal with these shitty dudes who are catcalling them, when instead it should be maybe a Judge Dredd scenario where someone catcalls you once and you're like, all right, ISO cube, 40 years, fuck you, forever. <laughs> but how do you enforce... I mean, you would... So all women everywhere basically have the powers that the judges do in the megacities? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Sure. Why? Oh, I, I, done. Great. I mean, <laughs> motorcycle sword. <laughs> I'm ready. A modern day samurai. Yes. Uh, I mean, especially if 
honestly, what I would do in that case is I would only I would only want to implement that if we could neurally simulate the experience of 40 years in the ISO cubes in the space of like an hour or so, you know? Oh, yeah, with like a time-slowing drug. Yeah. Isn't there a Star Trek episode about that? There actually is. There's got to be a lot of science uh, fiction a, about it's that. It's DS9, it's Hard Time, yeah. I think. Yeah. O'Brien gets put oh, in jail. It's one of the O'Brien Must yeah. Suffer episodes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but, but exactly, it's like that. We're like, yeah, you, we, we just, we stick him, we stick him in a closet somewhere for an hour. We strap a, a helmet to their head and they live 40 years in isolation and then they come out and yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there, there's still, I mean, the punishment is still handed on them, you know, externally. It's right? true. Um, it's, I, I just feel like with the sword plan, it's just it's just much easier to draw blood. And That's true. But but I mean you know the, the, I I do like simulated ISO cubes, and I have no problem with uh yeah with with women walking around with Judge Dread powers. I mean why not both? Yeah. We we could yeah why not both? There's there's yeah and then it, you know what that way it's the woman's choice whether she wants to put someone in the ISO cubes or just cut an arm off. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel particularly violent, but I do want to make people suck- suffer psychically. Yes, and <laughs> again, it would also be up to you, like how uh, how much time you want to spend, like how much time you want to hand out. Right? It could be one million years dungeon. <laughs> I would advise against it. it. Might be more like seven years dungeon. But uh, but yeah. If it were only mental, psychic. Punishment? Could, uh, could you give them one million years dungeon? <laughs> you could, but I don't know that anybody's personality would survive for that long. Yeah. It would be an interesting experiment to run, but I don't know who would volunteer I, for I, it. I would lemon grab that shit on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that if I had the power. <laughs> do uh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We've now reached the point of the show where it's time for terrible recommendations. So the one I have today is uh, it's a it's a post that has made the rounds on Tumblr. I think that it's appeared. Uh, the audio for it is also somewhere on YouTube. The Onion AV Club wrote it up. It's it is uh, a, somebody put it on the internet. It's a version of Smash Mouth's All Star, where every instrument like track is playing at a slightly different tempo. <laughs> It's, it's, it devolves into chaos pretty soon, and it is incredible. It's the funniest fucking thing you've ever heard. It, it almost kind of sounds like what would happen if you put everybody in that band. If you if you like, you gave them yeah. If they were all on stage like at a state fair somewhere, and they decided to just start the song, but they weren't paying any attention to each other, and it was just yeah. It's it was it. So that uh, I recommend that everybody go uh, listen to that. On repeat. That doesn't sound like a terrible recommendation. That sounds fantastic. Sometimes my terrible recommendations are secretly excellent. Um, I think that does it. Are we? Are we good? Yeah. We yeah. are good. All right. So you can find me on the internet uh, on Twitter as Ferocious J. Just the word Ferocious, the letter J, uh, all together. Uh, I'm also on Tumblr as Flavor Country. I have a couple of other Tumblrs that we can go into at some other point. Uh, I am on the internet mostly as Finch Linden and on Tumblr as Finchdown. And I think that's all. Great! Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kate D, uh, K E I G H T D E E, and at katedollarhead.com. Excellent. And remember, uh, if you do any of these ideas, great. 
Go for it. I just want credit and a cut. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Bye.